illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef planner and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. How you doing, Beach? Billy, I'm just living the dream up here. <laughs> Great. We got some major lag going on, but we're just going to push push ahead and do this. <laughs> sound good? We punish our listeners so much. Yeah, yeah you sound better now, but uh, we're still lagging again. Yeah. Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others and just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and have some fun along the way. I want to remind everyone uh, there's several ways to listen to us on your iPhone and Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, heinrichtailgater at gmail.com. Also, check out Heinrich Tailgater on Twitter. That's me. And also, check out Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. All right, Beej, you want to get into some listener feedback? Sure, Billy. Sounds good. All right. So listener Dano sent us an email last week. And Dano writes, feel like football season is now back. Glad to have the unadulterated, unadulterated and unabashed view of all things Oregon State being broadcast through the audible black and orange lens that is illegal participation. A thought I had on the 4.30 a.m. walk of the dog for Beach's bumper music into rants, or as he called his bitch for the day, and he thought of towing the line of getting sued by James Lars et al. and using Ain't My Bitch. A bit vulgar, but far and away the best song off load, which is like saying, well, bless their heart, they tried. So that's kind of what you and I were just talking about, Beach. <laughs> Metallica's, yeah. Metallica's album Load, Ain't My Bitch. That's a good song. Actually, my favorite song off that album, Beach, is 2 by 4 I do like 2x4. It's kind of got a boogie-woogie feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'll be yeah. heavy. Yeah, but I, I would agree. Load. Lo, yeah, but Load is not my favorite Metallica album. No, 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 no. But there's a couple good songs in there. Um, Dano continues. Anyway, wanted to send you this story t- to give y'all. Look at that. He's in Texas, and he's got a y'all in there. To give y'all at the gloriousness that is high school football in Texas. So, Beach, there's a... a, 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 a a link there in the show notes for you. And it's for some, and you don't have to watch it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed the kid's name. It's a quarterback recruit for the year, for the 2021 year. So he's only going to be a sophomore this year. But his name, now he's down in Texas. His name okay. is, his first name is General. His last name is Booty. General Booty. General Booty. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, Dan uh, Dano finishes up with take care mm-hmm. and go beeves. So yeah, 
It's good to hear from Dano. General Booty. You got to like that name. That would have to go on like some of the top names of all time. Yeah, yes, very much so. Hey, Billy, we also got to bring up the issue with the uh, Facebook download. Oh, well, yeah, we can talk about that too because um, I know you just noticed that. But, yeah, um, if you do listen to Illegal Participation directly through Facebook, Facebook edits out our musical interlude because they look at it as copyright infringement. Even though we make no money off this, they look at it as copyright infringement. So if you if you uh, download it and listen through uh, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, um, or even through Podbean where it's posted, uh, you can uh, listen to the whole thing and you get the, and you get the song. Anyways, but if you're listening to it this straightly through Facebook, you won't you won't hear the song we're talking about. But now our other songs play like our opening song and stuff because I've edited other bits in there, the Mike Parker uh, play call bits, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't recognize that as the song. Funny, huh? Nice. Yeah. All right, Beach. We ready to move into some yeah. some Beaver sports news for the week? Yes, Billy. Let's knock this sucker out. Right. First up, Beach. Women's volleyball. I got pizza coming. I know. When, when the pizza guy comes, just let me know and and when you're gonna go. Okay. So I'm. I know I'm not talking to anybody at that point. Okay. All right. First up, women's volleyball, Beach. Yeah. Even though the lag is really killing me. All right, Billy. I love women's volleyball. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> All right, the Oregon State volleyball team earned a win over UC Davis in the opening match of the Rose City Showdown Friday morning. Then the Oregon State volleyball team, which played three consecutive five-set matches last week, earned its first sweep of the season, taking down Portland State Friday evening at the Rose City Showdown. So the Beavs, who improved the record to 4-1 overall, travel again uh, this coming week to take part in the K-State Invitational. OSU will face Nebraska-Omaha. North Texas, and Kansas State on the trip. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Beach. moving on to women's soccer. Love women's soccer. Women in shorts running around. What do we got? All right, How Beach. are they doing? Are we looking better this year, Billy? Uh, freshman Helena Brown recorded her first goal as a Beaver in the 80th minute of play on Friday night, but Oregon State fell to Gonzaga 3-1. to then Mackenzie Weinert recorded the lone goal of the game in the 93rd minute to give OSU a 1-0 win over Dartmouth on Sunday. The 1-5 uh, Beaver women will travel to Lubbock, Texas next Sunday, September 9th, to face number one, number excuse me, number 21 Texas Tech in the last non-conference road game. Hmm. So one and five, not looking Doesn't great. Sound like it's going to be an easy one. No, because it will and fight number 21. Yep, and it will not get easier when they get in the Pac-12. Ugh. Yep. All How right, many are there? A lot of teams in the Pac-12 that are ranked for girls' star. Well, usually you're going to have Stanford, possibly Cal, probably UCLA. You, you got a lot of teams that'll probably be ranked. Yeah, it's going gotcha. to be tough. All right, Beach. Uh, next up is men's soccer. The Oregon State men's soccer team battled Xavier to a 0-0 draw <laughs> Friday evening at Lorenz Field. So the uh, one. One and O Beavs will hit the road for the first time this season on Monday when they head east to take on Penn State. So when everyone's hearing this t- uh, Tuesday, understand they played well, last night. Hey, soccer's not a real tie. Soccer's not a real sport anyway? No, because they have a freaking tie. Yeah, I know. I know. I hate that. Just BS. All right. Um, we'll move on to some football news. Rough game. No. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to some uh, football news? That Not about the game, but some other stuff? Okay, let's do that. All right. So uh, last week it was announced that sophomore Avery Roberts has joined the Oregon State football program. Um, Coach Jonathan Smith announced on Wednesday. Roberts, a 6'1 linebacker for Wilmington, Delaware, joins the program after lettering one season at Nebraska last year. He played in 12 games as a freshman in 2017, making four tackles with each coming on special teams. Now, he was ranked last year the number six inside linebacker nationally coming out of high school. Hey, now, Billy, real quick, did not did he follow Riley over to us? Uh, well, I think more I think more he was following um, uh, Trent Bray, the linebacker coach. Bray was the okay. linebacker coach at. Well, then my 
Go ahead. Uh, Bray was the linebacker coach at Nebraska last year under Riley, so I think he was following him. Now, does he have to sit out a season because he's uh, switching teams? Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, now, also, this hasn't been completely. All right. So it's. I was going to say this also hasn't been completely confirmed yet, but um, it's been reported that Nebraska quarterback Tristan Gebbia um, left the Nebraska program and plans on transferring to Oregon State as well. And will be redshirting this year and being mm. eligible in 2019. Wow. Now, now this 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 kid who would think players would leave who who would think players would leave Nebraska to come. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is um he not only I mean yeah, Riley's still kind of in the Oregon State fold, but he was recruited pretty highly by Jonathan Smith at Washington. Okay. Yeah. So that hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but it's probably going to happen. All right, Beach, we're going to move on to a few more things here. All right. Um, there's been some enhancements at Research Stadium we're going to talk about. Enhancements, you say? Yes, enhancements. Okay, first up, there's been an expanded video board. The video board will be exclusively full screen during live game action and replays. So no more ads on part of the screen. Okay. Um, a 120-yard-long ribbon board has been installed on the facade of the east side of the stadium. Content for the ribbon board will include game statistics, out-of-town scores, and promotional information. So that means along okay. it means along the new side, the quote-unquote new side, there'll be a ribbon board all along there, running the length of the uh, of the uh, that side. So okay, cool. Well, that'll be something good to look at. Yeah, um, a family zone. A family-friendly section of Research Stadium is available in sections 124 to 126 for $155 per season ticket. That's a 46% discount. This area includes the new Benny's Lodge located on the concourse with three sections, including games for kids ranging from toddlers to ages 4 to 8 and 9 to 12. There will also be kid-friendly and healthy menu options, as well as an area to check in strollers and baby break rooms. Benny Beaver will make regular appearances to the area pregame and during the game as well. So that'll be cool. New things for families. Um, also, there'll be general alcohol sales in the stadium. So beer and wine will be available throughout the stadium for the first time. There'll be a two-drink maximum purchase policy, and sales will conclude at the end of the third quarter. OSU will use trained alcohol monitoring personnel to ensure compliance with all state regulations. Okay. There's going to be a, a, there's gonna be, um, shuttle transportation from Portland to Research Stadium. The round trip uh, fare is $30 for football season ticket holders or our Beaver Nation donors and $40 for non-season ticket holders. The shuttle will pick up at the Tualatin TriMet Park and ride at Bridgeport Village. Boarding will begin six hours prior to game time and depart for Coralis five hours before kickoff. The shuttle will drop off at the main entrance to Reister Stadium and will depart Corvallis 30 minutes following the conclusion of the game. Tickets will be purchased at beavertickets.com slash football. Season ticket holders will need to log in to their account to access the discounted rate. Hmm. Um, Not my thing, but it'll work for some people. Yeah, that's good. Keep more, keep a few cars off the road, possibly. Now, Lyft ride shares will provide transportation to and from Research Stadium and all other OSU athletic venues. Lyft will drop Beaver fans off at the corner of Washington Way and 26th Street by Gill Coliseum. Okay. Yep. Now, there's also been some enhancements to the terrace section. Fancy yourself proficient at cornhole? You'll get the chance to display your skills in the terrace section this season at cornhole and a number of other sized, excuse me, oversized lawn games. In addition, TVs have been added to the main level of the terrace and in the season ticket holder area under the patio. Mm. Yep. Now, um, nice. a new high-definition video display screen has been installed in the Toyota Club. Fans will be able to watch the action on the Research Stadium turf and games from across the country. In addition, live scoreboard feeds and stats will be available. There will also be new TVs on the concourses of the stadium. Nice. And finally, Beach, um, I don't know how many people know this, but there is a new clear bag policy at Research Stadium, but they've made some modifications from the original um, announcement that they had. Um so as an additional security measure and provide fans a more consistent and efficient entry process, a clear bag will be in effect. A clear bag policy will be in effect at Research Stadium. Season ticket holders may obtain one free clear bag at the Truax Center prior to September 8th home opener versus Southern Utah. Non-season ticket holders may purchase clear bags at the OSU Beaver Store for 10 bucks. 
Now, here's the big change. In addition, seat cushions and stadium chairs with pockets or zippers will be allowed this season, but they're going to be subject to additional security measures. That's that's good, though, because that was just a BS claim right there. Yeah, it was kind of a I mean, how many case. people bring in cushions and stuff? And Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Beach. Billy. What is that I hear behind you? Is that my teletype? I, th- I think it's my teletype. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me hold on. I gotta rip this bitch off. Hold on. Okay, Gee, Billy. Christmas. That's the longest piece of paper ever. <laughs> it's that's it's long. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. University of Oregon signs lucrative deal with Rada Candy Company. With the tagline, Peeps Always in Season, the Rada Candy Candy Company signed a multi-year deal with the University of Oregon football program. The first fruits of this contract could be seen on Saturday's game uh, in the Ducks uniforms. (laughs) If you felt the yellow jerseys with black letters looked familiar... And you suddenly had an urge for a fluffy marshmallowy treat. You were not alone. The new season for Peeps is football season, and the Ducks are now the face of Peeps. Co-CEO Ross Bourne, when asked about the partnership, said, "I'm really excited. Watching the University of Oregon play in Austin Stadium is like looking at a life-size Peeps in an oversized Easter basket." <laughs> nice. Nice, Billy. Did you watch? Did you watch the Oregon game on yeah, Saturday? Yes, I did. And those uniforms were god awful. What did you think of their uniform? They're god awful. Did they look like peeps? They did. They looked horrible. Just thought they looked like uh, highlighters. I could see that. Yeah. It's a new yellow this year, isn't it? Oh, God, different than their previous yellows. It, it is a peep yellow. Yeah, it is a peep yellow. And the the worst part is the the numbers on them. The 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 numerals. They're so just big uh, and god awful uh-huh. ugly. Not a good look. Mm. Not a good look. You know they spend so much money to look so terrible. It's amazing to me. It's crazy. All right, Beach. We'll get an update from Eugene there. I'm always I'm always interested to see what what kind of updates come in at the last second there on the teletype. So. Yeah. All right, Beach. Are we ready to that, go? T- that teletype is impressive, isn't it? I mean, it is. just. Everyone thinks that the teletype isn't used anymore, but we know we know different. All right, Beach, ready to go under further review for week number one in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown! Let's let's do this. All right, Beach. Well, I got Kyle's picks last week, so I've got them here written down with ours, and so we will start off starting off zero zero. None of us have any any anything starting off. So here we go. Uh, first up, Beach, the first game was on Thursday, August 30th. Mm-hmm. It was Weber State at Utah. Do you remember who you took? Utah at one billion because I don't think Weber State had a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah, we all took Utah, actually. Utah's Tyler Huntley overcame an early pick uh, to throw for 253 yards and four TDs, and the Utes showcased a balanced offense for, get this, 294 yards on the ground and 293 through the air for the Utes' 41-10 to 10 win. Very a balanced uh, effort there. Everyone talks about balance. That's about the most balanced I've ever seen. It's pretty impressive. So, Utes win. Um, next up, we had a couple games on Friday, August 31st. First up, San Diego State at Stanford. Was it just a, a murderous scene over there, Billy? Well... Um, J.J. Arkesha-Whiteside got loose for three long TD catches from J.J. Costello to overcome a slow night by running back Bryce Love, who was held to just 29 yards on 18 carries. But number 13 Stanford opened the season with a 31-10 victory over San Diego State on Friday. Now watching that game, Beach? Not not a, as big a win as you would think. No. Well, as you're watching that game, um, their head coach there at uh, – at um, San Diego State's Rocky Long, who used to be the head coach or used to be a coach at Oregon State. Great defensive coach. And you could tell they just said, hey, we're not going to let them beat us on the ground. So they beat them through the air. But, but you know, they were sold on not, okay. not on the ground. So. 
All right, Beach. Uh, the last game on Saturday or Friday, excuse me, was Colorado at Colorado State. Remember who you took? This one, Billy. Well, we all took Colorado. Yeah, I think you guys took Colorado State, didn't you? No, we all took oh, Colorado. Okay. Um, Colorado quarterback Stephen Montez threw for 338 yards and four TDs, including an 89-yard strike to LaVisca Chenault Jr. as the Buffaloes beat Colorado State for the fourth straight time with a 45-13 route on Friday night. Wow. Yep, so we all went three for three on those early games, but we didn't go the rest of the way. We didn't. Uh, some of us didn't do so well. Somebody actually had a pretty good day. So the rest of the games were on Saturday. I'm September. guessing I didn't do too well. The rest of the games were on Saturday, September 1st, Beach. First up, Washington at Auburn. Who did you take? I took uh, Washington. I think you guys took Auburn, didn't you? That is completely backass words. You took Auburn. Kyle and I both took Washington. Oh, that's right. I didn't. I took. Uh, that's right, because I said they were gutted after losing their uh, quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Now number nine Auburn rallied for a 21 to 16 victory over number six Washington, when J- Jatarvius Whitlow ran 10 yards for a touchdown with 6:15 remaining Saturday. Now, Washington quarterback Jake Browning, looking to bounce back from a disappointing junior season, completed 18 of 32 for 296 yards, but he was picked off once but connected with Quinton Pounds on a 13-yard touchdown in the final minute of the first half. Now, really, a lot of that, I thought Washington kind of outplayed Auburn, but Auburn won the game. Wow. So So I'm I'm in the lead. Yes, you are. Um, Up next, Beach was... Washington State at Wyoming. Ooh, I think I took Washington State on this one. Yep, so did Kyle. I, however, took Wyoming. Now, Washington State graduate transfer... How'd that work out for you, Billy? Not good. Washington State graduate transfer quarterback Gardner Minshew threw for 319 yards and three TDs as the Cougars gained a 49-19 season opening win over the Cowboys. Now, Washington State trailed at halftime, but the Cougs scored touchdowns on four of its five Oh, hold on, my my, my pe- in the second half. pizza's here. I'll be right back. All right. All right, Beach. So um, you and Kyle won there. I, however, did not. Next up, UNLV at USC. I think it's safe to say we all took USC. Now, JT Daniels, yeah. the second freshman to start a season over for USC ever, threw for 282 yards with a 43-yard touchdown pass to Amon Ra St. Brown to help the number 15 Trojans overcome a sluggish performance and defeat UNLV 43-21 to on Saturday. USC actually um, trailed that game early before coming back to win it. Yeah, but USC trails a lot of their games, though. Yeah, and if you're ever wondering who the first quarterback to uh, play uh, start as a freshman in the season over, it was Matt Barkley in 2009. So, there you go. All right, Beach, so we all got the win there. Really? Up next, wow. North Carolina at Cal. Pretty sure we took all took Cal on this one, didn't we, Billy? Yep. Cal running back Patrick Laird rushed for one touchdown and caught another. Cal's defense took advantage of a rocky outing from North Carolina quarterback Nathan Elliott, and the Bell, the Bears held off the Tar Heels 24-17 on Saturday. Now, Cal's defense came up big with four turnovers on a day when the Bears rotated three quarterbacks all afternoon often during the same series, and we're limited to just 119 passing yards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got three quarterbacks... What was the purpose of that? I don't know, Beach. I didn't watch that game. I just saw some highlights. But, yeah, they were rotating guys during the same series. It wasn't even like one guy had a series or one guy had a quarter. It was running plays in with the quarterback. And my thing is, if you have three quarterbacks, weird, then you probably don't have any. Think so? Well, I just that's a, that's yeah, a tough yeah. road to hoe. But all right, we all got the win there. Up next, Beach, Cincinnati at UCLA. I think because I can't stand that frickin' son of a bitch that coaches UCLA. Yep, and Kyle and I both took UCLA. Now Chip Kelly's return to college football landed with a thud on Saturday. Starting grad transfer quarterback Wilton Speet hurt his back in the first half, and backup freshman quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson flashed tremendous arm strength but went 15 of 25 for 117 yards, missing several big throws. And I didn't write down what the final score was. Going to have to edit this. Wow. Wow. That's pathetic. 
Oh, shut up, Beej. You don't? You can just look like a Nimrod. No, I make you look like a Nimrod. As UCLA lost to Cincinnati 26-17 to on Saturday. So there you go. They were trying to come back at the end, but... Beej is taking it. Beej is kicking ass. Yep, so you got the win there. Kyle and I did not. All right, up next, Beej. Bowling Green at Oregon. Oregon on this one. Yeah, all three of us did. Um, Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert completed just 10 passes, but five of them were for touchdowns against Bowling Green, who chumped out early to a 10-0 lead before the Ducks came back. Now, Herbert ran for another score to finish with six touchdowns to lead number 24 Oregon to a 58-24 victory on Saturday night. He finished 10 for 21 for 281 yards in the five passing TDs, which were the most for a Duck in a season-opening game. A little ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Yep, it's funny because... Uh, but they did pick a bitch. Well, Bowling Green went out, went up, I think, 10 nothing or 14 nothing. I think it was 10 nothing. But then uh, Oregon just rolled over them after that. All right, uh, up next, Beach, University of Texas San Antonio at Arizona State. Arizona State on that one. Yep, all three of us took ASU. Now, Arizona State quarterback Manny Wilkins threw for four touchdowns, two to Nikhil Harry, and Arizona State routed UTSA 49-7 on Saturday night. Now, Wilkins, entering his third season as Arizona State starter, completed 16-24 of 24 for 237 yards and left the game after three quarters with his team comfortably up 42 to nothing. Wow. Yeah. So, not much to really look at there. It'll be interesting to see... I think they've got some more interesting games coming up this week. So there's some some interesting matchups this week. All right. He's, he's going to be a damn good. He, he's going to be pretty solid. With the fact that he's set the third season, he's going to be a pretty solid ASU, huh? We would think so, yeah. All right, Beach, up next, BYU at Arizona. Uh, I think I took Arizona on this one. Yep. Oh, no. All, yeah, all three of us did, which was not the correct pick. BYU running back Squally Canada scored on three <laughs> short runs, and BYU spoiled Kevin Sumlin's Arizona coaching debut with a 28-23 win over the Wildcats on Saturday night. Now, Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate rallied Arizona in the fourth quarter. He scored on a two-yard run and set up J.J. Taylor's one-yard run TD with just over three minutes left. But Arizona State trailed 28-23 after the failed two-point conversion. And it was really weird, Beach, because... Khalil Tate was held to just 14 yards on eight carries. And that guy is really, wow. really dangerous with his feet. And they didn't really have him out there carrying the ball. And they just shut him down. They did. They, I mean, he, they didn't, oh, he only had eight carries. For, yeah, but, I mean, he only got 14 yards, too. Yeah. Well, and, you know, BYU got the ball back after Arizona scored to make it 28-23. And then BYU just ran out the clock. BYU is big and strong on both sides of the ball, and they just kind of pounded them for first downs. Sounds like kind of a fun game to watch, though. Oh, it was a great game to watch. It was the last game of the day, and I was I, I watched it. All I did on Saturday was watch football, so it was great. All right, Beach, so none of us got the win there. Last up, Oregon State at Ohio State. You know, we all took the Beavers. Yep. Um, did you watch the game at all, Beach? Um, I watched the uh, first half. I went to a um, restaurant, had breakfast, and and then uh, that rain delay um, was going on too long. I decided to drive into work, and uh, I, I worked, it, and then I I went over watched watched TV a little bit there, but not a whole heck of a lot. I then I was listening to uh, Parker, and uh, it just just kept getting further and further away from us. Yeah, well. Um... Oregon State quarterback Connor Blunt forced into duty when starter Jake Luton went out with a possible concussion on the game six play, found plenty of cracks in Ohio State's defense, throwing for 169 yards and two touchdowns. But he was also sacked five times in the first half, twice by All-American defensive end Nick Bosa, as the Beavs lost 31-77. to Now, Beav running back Artavis Pierce slashed the Ohio State secondary for touchdowns of 80 and 78 yards on two of the Beavers' first three plays from scrimmage in the second half. And um, Oregon State piled up 392 offensive yards. So, you know, if you would have told me going into that game that the Beavs score 30, yeah, the Beavs score 31 points and have almost 400 yards of offense against that defense, I'd be pretty damn happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
obviously defensively the Beavs did look good. Now, and we got to just look at it here. Ohio State is loaded on both sides of the ball, right? I mean, both sides of the ball. They got a lot of yeah. guys back from last year, and they're going to be a very, very good football team by the end of the season. That said, I wish the Beavs could have put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. Um, I thought the Beavs' uh, defensive backs just played with so much cushion. They they just decided they weren't going to uh, give up any super long plays through the air, but they gave up so much underneath stuff, and then and then uh, the receivers were just running wild after catching the ball. So uh, defensively, the Beavs did not look good, but I think. Defense is easier to fix than offense. So, and we easily, that was probably right now looking at it, the best team Oregon State will play all year. Yeah. So, um, even with that kind of uh, a loss, I, I'm still pretty excited for uh, what the Bees can do for the rest of the season. I think potential. We, we, you know, through that uh, game on Saturday, we, you could make a highlight film out of that. We had some great moments. I completely so, agree. Completely agree. Um, it wasn't like it was just a. It wasn't a thumping. It, there were some moments where you really saw some talent. We were connecting. Uh, the passing uh, was was done incredibly well. We hit some guys on, on the run. Um, you know, I don't think you. I don't think we had as many successes all year long uh, as we did in this game uh, on Saturday. No, I completely agree. That team last year does not score at all against Ohio State. Yeah. You know, and this no. and this and the, and the team this year put up 31 points. So, I'm pretty excited about what's coming up. So. All right. So, uh that's the end of week 1 beach. After week 1, you are sitting in the catbird seat with 10 out of 12. Kyle's in second place with 8 out of 12 and me coming in third with 7 out of 12. I barely went over 50% for the week. I had a crummy ass wow. week. Wow. Um, Yep, so we will see how this week goes. All right, Beach. So um, because it's the first week and there's still games to be played Sunday or Monday night, there are no polls out yet. So we will not worry about where the uh, Pac-12 is in the polls. But it is now time to move on to the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. Now, Beach, this one is just kind of silly, and it's kind of a different look at things, and I don't think you saw it, but um, did, you probably didn't. Did you watch the uh, the Alabama-Louisville uh, game yesterday at all? Dude, again, I freaking worked a good majority okay. of the day, so I was lucky that I got to watch the Beaver game. Okay. Well, Alabama coach Nick Saban um, – Today, called ESPN reporter Maria Taylor to apologize for his reaction to her question about the Crimson Tide's quarterback situation following their win over Louisville on Saturday night. Now, a frustrated Saban gave a very terse response to Taylor during the postgame interview. Saban said, well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team, all right? So why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. Now, Saban has continually grown more frustrated by questions about who will be Alabama's starting quarterback this season. Tua Tagovailoa or mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Now, Tua was the guy that brought them back in the second half of the champion, national championship game last year to win, whereas Jalen Hurts was the quarterback all season that got them to where they were. Now, Saban also appeared biffed by questions from reporters mm-hmm. earlier in the week saying, quote, I wish we could talk about something else. Now, Tua started Saturday's game which was a 51-14 to 14 win, and went 12-16 for 16 for 227 yards and two touchdowns. Hertz also played and was 5-9 for nine for 70 yards. Now, it does, I, I can see why he gets tired of answering these questions because it's just the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. And mm-hmm. he just, he's just tired of answering the question, right? I'm going to play them both. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Yeah. And, and they're in a part no, of I, I can, you know. Yeah, and and if you and if you if you listen to the other fake news places, they'd be reporting the same answer. So why do you keep asking me the same question? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to change. I told you, I've given you my answer. So I can see, especially after the, uh, you know, the excitement of that first game, and you've got all that adrenaline pumping, and he's like, ah, quit asking me the same goddamn question. 
You know, I'm going to give you the same stupid answer. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. So I just, I get tired of them asking. Really, yeah. it's, it's, but, to me, but, it's but the, here's, it's the here's press. one for you. Here's one for you. But, but here, here's one for you, Billy. If that viewer was a man instead of a woman, would he have called it a that, that's an interesting question, Beej. I don't know. I don't know. She actually handled it pretty well. Yeah, but I, it's one of those things where I don't blame him for getting tired of getting mm-hmm. the same question asked of him. And I get tired of the press just no, trying no. to keep hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering something. Look, I've given you my answer. Quit asking. Mm-hmm. So uh, to everybody involved in this I mean, stupid it situation. Looks like a good thing. He's got two. He got. He's got two outstanding quarterbacks. Well, yeah, and really, he doesn't want either of them to transfer. Because that's that. Yeah, that's the concern. Yep. So uh, for everybody involved in this situation, from the press to Nick Saban, you get this week's. Jackass of the Week Award. All right, Beach. Um, it is now time for the musical interlude of the week. And we are doing the theme this year is Queen songs. Now, Beach, just so you know, we have a listener that is a huge Queen fan. I did not know this. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm still shocked we have listeners, let alone one that's a Queen fan. Well, it's uh, Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Kyle is a huge Queen fan. So I told him oh, okay. he will be doing every third week. So you'll do the first week. I'll do okay. the second week. He'll do I'm, the third I'm good week. with that. Yeah. All right. So Beach, this week is my pick. All right. And the song I picked is from the album Jazz, which came out in 1978. And the song is Don't Stop Me Now. Now, the single reached number nine in the UK charts, but only got to number 86 in the US. As the album was a top 10 hit, the song got some airplay on US album oriented rock stations, despite its low chart ranking as a single. Now, despite this, the song has grown in stature with time and has been popularized not only by consistent airplay, but by its use in advertisements, television programs, and films, and through cover versions. It has subsequently become one of Queen's most popular songs. Now, the song was voted as the third best Queen song by readers of Rolling Stone, who noted that, quote, time has been very kind to it, and it's widely seen as one of the group's best works. Now, a lot of people might have seen it used in the movie Shaun of the Dead. One of the greatest scenes in the movie. Exactly. It was also used in the movie that came out a couple years ago, the point of view movie Hardcore Henry. In the final scene. But it's just a great song. And I mm. like the tempo changes. I never, never saw Hardcore Henry? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting movie. It was shot in mm. Russia. And never did see that one. It's shot in Russia. And it's it's got a point of view um, style. So you are Henry. And you are seeing what Henry sees. So you see Henry's hands when they was, come was up. Was it done in one take? Or was it? are there cuts? There, there are a few cuts, but there is a ton of stunts in the movie. And it was shot in Russia, where they don't have as much requirements and licensing and that kind of stuff. And there's just a ton of stunts in the movie. And it's it's a f- weird movie that you won't totally understand till towards the end of it. And watch it on a very big screen. Otherwise, I think it could make you kind of sick because of the way you're running through stuff and things. Okay. But I enjoyed the heck out of it. Gunner and I just watched it uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he liked it. Now, it does get a little gory and bloody at points, but I really enjoyed it. Here is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Good time. 
I just love the way that one starts out and then gets going and then slows back down at the end. Just a great song. Nice. Yep. All right, Beach, you ready to look at week number two uh, in the Pac-12? Week number two. Wow. We haven't even had a game at home yet. Yep. Okay. All right, Beach. So all the games, all 12 games are on Saturday, September 8th. So I've got Kyle's picks here in front of me. Okay. And I will write down as we go along. Remember, you are t- 10 of 12, Kyle's 8 of 12, I am 7 of 12. Okay, first up, Arizona at Houston. Oh, I think Arizona's going to be able to take out Houston. Houston's going to have a problem. <laughs> I completely agree. And uh, so does Kyle. He's taking Arizona. Um, and Kyle said he is stoked that the musical theme is Queen. So he's a, he's a big Queen fan. He sent me a picture of himself in a Queen shirt with Freddie Mercury on the front. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, second game to look at, UC- nice. UCLA at Oklahoma. Oh, I think, uh, you know what, we'll buy on this one, but I still think he's just going to have a shit year. You're taking UCLA? Who are you taking, Beach? But I called it last week. That's UC- I'm, I'm saying UCLA. Okay, you're taking UCLA at Oklahoma. Kyle says, Oklahoma, way to mm-hmm. go, Chip. I, too, am taking Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. All right. You're taking UCLA. All right. Up next, Beach, Portland State at Oregon. God, I'd love to see Portland State pull that one out. Portland State got shellacked um, by Nevada. Well, we'll go take Oregon. Okay. Portland State got shellacked by uh, Okay, we'll Nevada take Oregon. Reno. Okay. They got just pasted by Nevada Reno last weekend. So, All right. Uh, Kyle, too, has taken Reno or taken Oregon. I, too, and taken Oregon. Next up, Colorado at Nebraska. Oh, we'll take Nebraska on that one. Yeah. Kyle said Frost comes early to Colorado. Scott Frost being the new uh, coach at Nebraska. So he's taking Nebraska. I, too, am taking Nebraska. And uh, Nebraska's game got canceled this last week because of horrible weather. Really? Yeah. And Akron had to get out of town. They didn't have any place to they – were, they were leaving after the game was over. So Nebraska wanted to try and play the game on Sunday, but Akron didn't have any hotels. And they tried to find hotels for <laughs> wow. Akron to stay Saturday night, but it would have spread them over a bunch of different, different hotels because there was no available rooms. So Akron just said, yeah, we're going home. So they may or may not remake up that game at the end of the year. But we'll wait and see. Okay, so we're all taking Nebraska. 
Next up, North Dakota wow. at Washington. Washington will come back and win. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna shellac North Dakota. All right. Um, I'm taking Washington, and so is Kyle. Next up, Utah at Northern Illinois. I think it's pronounced Illinois. I hate Illinois Nazis. The S is silent. Yeah. I but, hate Illinois Nazis. Um, um, let's do uh, let's do Utah. Okay. Kyle said Mormons come back to Illinois. Utah. I too am taking Utah. They kicked all the Mormons out of Utah. Yeah, because that's Illinois. where the Mormons start. That's where. Yeah, I was gonna say that's where the. Yeah, that's where they, they kind of settled, and then they got all pissy with them. Well, and they kicked them out Isn't of there. That, was that where Joseph Smith was thrown in jail? Maybe, and then they went to Missouri, and then Missouri basically called all out war on the Mormons. It was ugly. So we're all taking Utah all right. on that one. Next up, Beach, USC at Stanford. Ooh, that's a good game. Yeah, early too. Um, you know, I don't think Stanford's got what they think they got, so I'm going to take USC. Okay. Kyle's taking Stanford. I too am taking Stanford. Well, wow. USC is just young, and I don't know how they'll do against uh, Stanford's more mature team. All right, next up. We we could we we could see my win diminish really quickly in this week. Well, we'll see. Cal at BYU. Hmm. I'm going to take BYU. Okay. Kyle also is taking BYU, saying Squally Canada. Isn't that a great name? Squally Canada, the running back. I, too, am also taking BYU. So everybody with BYU. BYU is just tough. And with Cal trying to rotate three quarterbacks, I just think they're going to be done. All right, Beach, up next, Michigan State at Arizona State. I, I think uh, Arizona State's going to take out Michigan State. I don't. I think they'll... Uh... It'll be a good week for him. You're taking Arizona State? Yep. Okay, so is Kyle. I'm going to take Michigan State. All right, next up, San Jose State at Washington State. Oh, is come up with another victory. Washington mm-hmm. State for the win. Okay, so am I. So is Kyle. And finally, Beach, Southern Oregon, or excuse me, Southern Utah at Oregon State. I think... Um, I think we're going to have our first win okay. in what, like in 13 games? Long damn time. Is that right? Going yep. Long damn time. Is that everybody? Yeah, it's everybody. Um, so we're all taking the beads to end it. All right, cool. We got the picks down. We will go through those next week. But right now, beads, it is time to talk about Southern Utah. You ready? Tell me about Southern Utah, Billy. I've been fast. I'm, I'm fascinated to learn about Southern Utah. Well, uh, Southern Utah is a public university located in Cedar City, Utah, and was founded in 1897. Now, uh, Cedar City was chosen as the site for the Branch Normal School. Do you know what the Normal School is? We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, we've always talked about. Uh, refresh me, Billy. I always forget. It's it's the school. The Normal School is the teachers' school. So it's the school to teach teachers to be teachers. There we go. There you go. So now it was chosen, and okay. and um, they basically said that they needed to get a uh, the building opened for the the school to be housed in, and so for three months the citizens of of Cedar City labored to complete Ward Hall on Main Street for the first school year. Now in September the school opened its doors of 1897. Now, the school had been in session for two months when officials informed the school administrators that Ward Hall did not comply with state law and that a new building needed to be built on land deeded solely to the state by the next September or the school would be lost. So Cedar City residents came together and in January 5th, 1898, a group of residents trudged into the Cedar Mountains through shoulder-deep snow. It took them four days to reach the sawmills located near present-day Bryan Head Ski Resort. Upon arrival, they realized the wagons they brought with them could not carry logs through the heavy snow. Sleighs were needed. So the way back up was just as hard as the trip up. The snow continued to fall, destroying the trail they'd originally took. It was this phase of their march that an old sorrel horse proved valuable. Now, placed in the front of the party, this horse would walk into the drifts pushing against the snow until it gave way. Then he would pause and wait for the rest of the route 
group to catch up, and then he would get up and start all over again. And he was credited with being the savior of the expedition. Now, from January through July, they kept up their labors, and when September 1898 arrived, Old Main Hall was completed. It had a large chapel for religious ceremonies, uh, a library and a reading room, a natural history museum, biological and physical laboratories, classrooms, and offices. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, so what they do with Ward Hall? They tear, did they tear down Ward, Ward Hall? Yeah, they, Ward Hall didn't work, so they had to build a new one. And they worked their butts off because they really wanted to have hey, the that's school. That's just there. weird. Yeah. Now, most notably now, Southern Utah that's is is known funny. for hosting the Utah Shakespeare Festival every summer. It's a prestigious theater production. has gained many awards and recognitions. Uh, Jess has actually gone there and watched some of those. Really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, And it went through several different names. It started out as the Branch Normal School. It was Utah um, um, Ag School for a while. It was Utah uh, State College for a while, uh, Utah Southern State College, or Southern Utah State College, and it's now Southern Utah University. <clears throat> All right, Beans, let's move on to some uh, football I, history. Let's so move on to some football oh, history. Um, the official school colors of Southern Utah are scarlet and white. Their nickname is the Thunderbirds. Now, they are a... Uh, 1AA school uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So they're the same level as like Portland State. They're on the exact same conference as Portland State. Uh, okay. Got an old Sorrel or something like that. That'd be funny. Yeah, it would be funny, yeah. Now it was just an, an interesting, like I said, it was just an interesting story about the horse. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. We're going to put that in there. All right, Beach. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about our first uh, tailgater of the season here, the home opener. We will be fixing cheesesteaks. Correct. That's so awesome. I'm glad we switched it up. Yep. Yes, so I'm doing, so glad we switched it up. We're going to be doing cheesesteaks. Um, and you are also going to be making some honey garlic wings. And do you know why that is? Why the honey garlic mm -hmm. wings? Why is that? Because, because Utah is the beehive state. Correct. Utah is the beehive state. And so we're making some honey garlic wings. So I've got a recipe here for some honey garlic sauce, Beej. It's got honey, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, sesame oil, and chili flakes. Sound kind of good? Wow. Sounds tasty. Yeah. So I'll make that up for you so you can deep fry the wings, and then when you pull them, hit them with that sauce and have them out there. Now, when we do that, are you going to want to have a chafing dish for those? Yes, I do. I love chafing dishes. Okay. Would you like a chafing dish also for um, deep fried goodness? Yes. Okay. So we'll bring two out. Uh, for the one for the wings and one for the deep fried goodness. Do you also want me to bring out some just regular buffalo wing sauce? Uh, you know, you can if you want. I don't like buffalo sauce. Okay. You want to just do them I naked? I can't stand the stuff, but other people like it. So if they do them both, then I we'll... prefer naked. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll bring out some. I'll bring out a buffalo sauce, yeah. and I'll bring out some of the uh, the garlic sauce, and you can just do some naked if you want. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, it is now time for Beach's. What where were we calling this segment? I I, I really don't know. Well, this is the part where Beach's. I think Beach's hates pisses them off, or we're just gonna call it Beach's rant. Beach's rant of the week. I don't know if you remember Billy, but when we were little kids, mom would take school shopping. Great time to talk since, you know, this is like the last week before school starts. But mom would take a school shopping, freaking buy, and I, God knows why in the hell she would buy them. But do you remember her buying us white corduroy pants? Oh, yes, Did you I ever do. get stuck with white? I don't know if I had white, but I, I remember having pants. corduroy pants. Yeah, and so they are the most obnoxious pieces of crap that have ever been invented. And do you know that they've been around like that design 
mine to me was like it started in ancient Egypt, but uh, the the corduroy that we know as of the day started out seventeen hundreds. But anyway, they're freaking – like mom would bitch at me because you'd be like a little kid and you'd play in the grass and you eat grass stains. Why in the hell would any person buy their child white pants if they've got a little boy, right? It makes no sense. And so on top of that, they make noise when you walk. I mean you can't like not make noise with those positions. And it's like who in the hell would ever want to wear them? And I'm still shocked to this day that this stuff is even sold. Yep, I remember. Anyway, that. there's my rant. I can't stand quarter. I think it's the worst, worst fabric or textile ever invented. A little zwit, zwit, on my list zwit, of shitty zwit, textiles. Zwit, zwit, zwit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I agree. <laughs> the I agree. hell. All right. So Beach doesn't like corduroy. So there's my my rant. Nope, I hate corduroy. So you know what we're going to have? Like the five people that listen to this crap, they're going to be wearing corduroy on Saturday just to piss me off. (laughs) There you go. Well, we hope we see a lot of people out for the uh, tailgater on Saturday. We'll be out there butt-ass early like we normally are, ready ready to go at 7. But we'll probably have food starting about 11. (laughs) We'll get some cheesesteaks going for lunch. Yeah, probably. Maybe a little bit sooner. Yeah, get some cheesesteaks going for lunch. and then uh... We'll do some breakfast burritos too, won't we? Um, if I can find some decent ones. Alright. Or or you know what? I I've got some uh I've got some Cinnabons that we could cook up if we bring the Traeger out. Yeah, we can bring the Traeger. We can do that. Alright. Cool. Alright, Beach. Um I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 107 of Legal Participation. If you'd like to comment, suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgaterGmail.com, HeinrichTailgater on Twitter, or check out HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Remember to listen and subscribe to uh, on us on iTunes. Please leave a rating review. Listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Beach! Hey! we got to get this delay thing figured out. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Totally. All right, next Absolutely. week, yeah, hopefully for next week. Next week, show number 108, we'll be talking more about sports, and we will talk about the next road game for next week, Nevada Reno, and hopefully we are talking about the victory. All right, until then, here's a great big Go Bees. Do 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 and make Beige think that I was telling a really dirty story about him. Because then the girl comes up and Beige says, <laughs> Ooh, it's a pizza chick. And so then they said, What's the okay, name? Okay, Billy, what did I miss? He said, What's the name of that? And they said, The Aristocrats.
What? It was a joke. You missed it. I missed the whole thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Missed the whole thing. Look up the joke called the aristocrats. Not right now, but later. Okay. Not right now, but later. Have you ever heard the joke, the aristocrats? It's an old vaudeville joke. No. Oh, it's an old vaudeville joke. Okay. You know the one that I've always wanted, the one that I've wanted, I've always wanted to know the end to is the one that Judd uh, Nelson says when he's crawling through the ceiling in a Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. And he's talking about the woman who comes to the bar with like a goat under one arm. I always yeah. want to know what the punchline is. Falls to the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 